15 is finished. All right, counting on all of you, okay, to represent the Uncommon program by creating an Uncommon environment for a spring game on Saturday at three o'clock. We gotta pack the palace, bring the emotion, bring the passion, bring the intensity. Welcome back all the former players. This is gonna be the best showing of former players in the history of college football. And it's gonna be the biggest uh, spring game crowd in the history of uh, Oklahoma football. And, and just couldn't be more proud to represent this group of guys. And uh, they're gonna serve y'all well, be uncommon, just like we're asking the players to be. All right, so Sooner fans, we're counting on to see y'all at three o'clock in that palace. Boomer. Sooner Nation, what's up? Baker Mayfield here. Just wanted to say I'm so excited to see all of you this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend with a ton of former players. Um, let's have a great time. Let's go. Playing this for all the uh, the people roaming around, traveling out there to, to come to the uh, spring game from all across the state and country. I am. Yeah, this goes out to you. All the textures, they're like, yeah, I'm coming from Little Rock. Well, Springdale. Hey, I'm coming from Plano. That's, that's <laughs> Our text line's been filled with it today, which we love that. That's awesome. Um, one, that you're coming to the game. Two, that you choose to listen to us while you're coming to the game. And then uh, three, that you are letting us know that you are coming to the game and listening. But your work is not done just yet. you got to come to our pregame show tomorrow, 1130 to 130, Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner. And if you can, swing by Yo Pablo on Campus Corner from 5 to 7 for our postgame show. Teddy and Toby will be 1130 to 1230. Mike Steely and myself will be one – wait – yeah, 12.30 to 1.30. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'll be 11.30, yeah. 12.30. I'm 12.30 to 1.30. So, yep, come by, say hi. Right. Or else. Uh, so, you, you're you doing the pregame, and then you're headed over to the stadium, right? To uh, Like, you're not credentialed. You've got tickets, right? No, I, um, I think my days as a credentialed media member might be over. Um, after just sitting in the stands last year, it was the realization of this is where I belong. <laughs> this is where I prefer to f- spend my fall Saturday. So yeah, I don't. It's g- general admission, so I don't know where I'm going to be sitting, but I'll be in there somewhere. Yeah, you better get there early. You I may know. be sitting in the upper deck. I know. Normally, since you uh, wasted all that time before you got the the club seats in the south end zone like you were supposed to don't uh, it almost caused a divorce at our house so please don't don't bring <laughs> that up it's a it's a tender subject hey uh gabriel's playing for both teams tomorrow we know that but how much do you think he's actually going to play seeing as we've talked about it all week long he's kind of the one guy on the team that's solidified a spot like he's locked down a position on the team like how much does he really play i think he plays um, he will play no more than the first half. Um, I would say he probably plays no more, depending on how they go, no more than five series. Unless, obviously, they have like a three and out, uh, one play, touchdown, drive, 
a turnover. Right. If they put together some good drives, I think he'll, he would play five drives. Okay, that's fine. Do um, you think there's a scenario in the second half where the game's really close, the white team is down by three with the ball at the 40-yard line with two minutes left, and they throw him in there to go try and get the game-winning score? Uh, it depends how long he's been sitting out. If he's been out for the whole half, no. Because I, I, I think if whenever they tell him he's done, it'll be a pads off, hat on done. You know? So I would say if he if he doesn't play in the second half at all, they wouldn't put him back in for that type of moment. Yeah, well, it, it would be awesome if they did. No, that, I agree. That, that'd be the perfect way to, to cap things off, right? Is mm-hmm. you throw him back in there and he leads a touchdown drive uh, to, to win the game. That would that'd be pretty sweet. Now, I don't know what the perception of him is by, by the fans. I think everyone thinks he's a really good quarterback and going to have a nice year. But I almost like venture to guess that most people think, yeah, you know, left-handed, he's, he's got a nice arm, he can throw the deep ball well, but maybe, you know, not the most mobile guy back there. I, I guess I'm thinking that some people are going to come away tomorrow maybe a little surprised with how mobile he actually is. Not that he's a 4-3 guy, but I think we might come away tomorrow saying, oh, they they'll be able, they could do some things in the run game with him if they really want to. Yeah, he moves good. He moves good, uh, you know, especially whenever he gets out and scrambles out in space. Um, I think that you know, we've talked about this before, but he's going to be different than, like, Corral – how he scrambled and like even Baker, I don't think he's going to be taking any shots, especially after missing a year with injury and, you know, backup situation at quarterback right now is a big question mark. I think he's going to be scrambling to pass. And if he does run, he will be, unless obviously the situation calls for it, I think he'll be trying to get a first down and step out of bounds or slide. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's – if you just have the threats of the zone read and the quarterback having the ability to pull it, I mean, it would be no nice doubt. if everyone's like Kyler Murray, but that's kind of all you – not all you need, but it really helps. It really yep. helps with your run game. Totally agree. Um, yeah, I. he moves around good, and I think that – I think he's got a bit of a gamer gene in him a little bit. So I think that in the spring game, especially with as many people that we think that are going to be there, I think he may he may ball out a little bit. Good, no, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean we, like he's, we, we he's ran got down some of that scrapper to him. We ran down the best case scenario earlier. Uh, that's number one for me. Is he looks like a dude? He looks elite. Number two is offensive line. Actually, I might put offensive line one because if offensive line is one, I think the rest will take care of itself offensively. O-line dominates tomorrow. That's best-case scenario for me. Two is Dylan Gabriel looks elite. Three, um, the defense just fundamentally looks better, especially when it comes to tackling. If if that's the three takeaways from tomorrow, then it's a massive success. And you feel really good about this team moving forward. Have we come – is there a time we've come out of the spring game not feeling good? Um, where it's been, where there's been, like an obvious, um, 
or there's there's been an obvious like glaring hole or need. I mean, usually the the mistakes kind of are overshadowed by the person making the play on the other side, right? The only time I've ever felt like that is, and I bring this up all the time, is the 2018 spring game where I rolled up to you after the game and said, wow, that was a realization that Baker Mayfield's not the quarterback here anymore. <laughs> Talking about yeah. how much Kyler struggled, but no. and it's But it's really hard to when you know you look at your schedule every single year and say, well, I mean, this could be an issue, I guess, but... My God, they're going to be a favorite in every single game. This team sh- should still go 11-1, and even if it still has a couple question marks somewhere. So not yeah. not really to answer your question. Yeah, and I think that's right. It's just interesting that um, it, it's just interesting that, and I remember that, that day with Kyler, and the conditions were terrible, but he didn't look good at all that day. <laughs> there, it it did not look like a Heisman uh, season about to happen. So I'm with you. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, the only thing that I could see where it's a glaring problem is if the offensive and defensive line look like a pillow fight out there, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I don't either. So I, I just I, I think that no matter what, we're probably going to come away happy. If the offense just isn't uh, totally going up and down the field, I think people are going to be feeling good about the prospects of the defensive side of the ball. If the offense is, you know, lighting it up out there, they're going to feel feel good about what we've got at quarterback, the running game, and some of the skill position guys, offensive line protecting. So I, I, I find it, well, I guess turnovers – now, if we go out there and there's a bunch of turnovers, we may feel bad about it. But other than that, I, I yeah. find it hard to find a scenario where we wouldn't be happy. What's to- what's interesting is it's totally reasonable to go into a spring game where there's a new head coach, there's a new offensive coordinator, and a new defensive coordinator, and say to yourself, well, we'll see how organized everything is. Let, 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 like, let's see if this team looks like it has its stuff together with all the new changes that happened. Heck, Nebraska had a spring game two weeks ago. They got a new offensive coordinator, and they kind of looked all out of sorts, just from a new offensive coordinator being in the fold. Mm -hmm. I really don't expect that from this team tomorrow. And maybe I'll be surprised, but I just don't, even with all the changes that have taken place and all the the new systems that they're, they're learning and all that, I expect to see a really organized football team tomorrow at 3 o'clock. It sounds to me like defensively way more complicated than what they did last year. It sounds to me offensively way more complicated than what they did last year. Hmm. So maybe that's maybe that's just coming from Right, coaches and, and and players learning it for the first time, and anytime everyone's learning something for the first time, it's going to seem more complicated than what it is, right? But that sounds like that's kind of been the case. Like we've heard Gundy talk about it a couple of times, and he's you know he says he might as well be 
trying to learn Greek or something. Yeah. You know, it's just it's there's a lot and it's fast and you know he's Lebby is obviously demanding, but I I think the thing that complicates it is the the speed factor. I mean, it's easy to learn something at a snail's pace, right? Where you can you can kind of work through things in your head or at your own pace before the snap, but it's all done at such a breakneck speed, and they're not always going to go at that speed. But he wants the ability to to have the whole playbook at that speed. So whenever you really ramp things up, it really puts the pressure on you to know what you're doing. And defensively, it's like they there's a lot now. They're going to throw some multiple fronts at you. They're going to be four man front. They're going to be kind of what we've seen with that, you know, stand up rush guy front. Uh, on the back end, they're going to do, you know, some complicated double coverages. They're going to do. You know, some different looks where you have, like, the three safety looks, some of the Iowa State type of stuff. I mean, there's, they're going to throw a lot of different looks at you. So, But are they going to I mean, look organized tomorrow? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I really think that that's going to be the case. Not that there hasn't been a learning curve and won't continue to be. I just I don't think that we're going to see a team that's out of sorts tomorrow. They will look way more organized than my son's Little League baseball team did last night, Jeez, Tyler. I can't even imagine that, what that looks like. They were getting beat 16-0 to before we finally scored two runs. Final score, 18-2. to <laughs> Nice. Nice job, dude. It was embarrassing. <sighs> Grow the love my, of the game. That's, that's how you do it. My son, who typically – could not give a rip about what's happening in the game or, like, if they win or lose or anything going on. He looked at me when we were walking to the car, and he said, that was not good, was it? <laughs> <laughs> at least he knows. I was like, no. Cause I, was, I, was, I was not happy. I was pretty upset about it. Hey, Felt uh, like a massive waste of time. Let's uh, let's roll through some text here. Lots of spring games were disappointing because the quarterback rarely looks up to our hopes. I don't know if it ever looked up to the y- to the hopes. Yeah, no, th- I mean, there's some truth to that, but Jalen Hurts looked pretty good in his spring game, right? Yeah, no, I I feel like he did. And Baker didn't look good in his final spring game, if I remember right. But I we've already seen enough from him that it's not like, yeah, you would have liked to have seen him throw three touchdowns. But you're not really walking away with it, walking away from it thinking, boy, we're in trouble. Um, like, Kyler's is the only one that I can really remember. And it turned out to be... A massive waste of time worrying about uh, the quarterback yeah. position. Yeah, it did. But, hey, good content throughout the offseason, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, I walked away during the uh, spring game feeling worried during the Blake years. What offense were we running, question mark? Yeah. Yeah, you probably felt worried because the offense you saw in the spring game was not the offense oh. you saw in the first game. Triple option. Where'd that reason. come from? They're going back to the bone here? Okay. Jay in Tulsa says, what's the over and under of OU guys that enter the portal within the next 10 days after the spring game tomorrow? That's a good question. I think they're going to get um, I think they're going to get moving pretty quickly on guys that they want to add via the portal. 
and probably guys that are going to leave via the portal. You know, I they're going to have their exit meetings, I think, on Monday, so I don't think it's going to take us very long to see which guys are going to be in. It, as far as an over-under, I'll set it at four and a half. I was going to say I was going to say five, so I think that's a pretty good number, four and a half. And you know, like we said previously, just because you have guys enter the transfer portal, that is not a reflection of guys not being happy, right? It's just it's it's more of not going to break the lineup here. And well, I guess it would be different if we saw like a. Uh, projected starter jump in the portal, which I don't expect any of that anywhere, right? Yeah. I, I expect down roster guys um, whenever we do have some. So, uh, All right, two, quick two, two, two more real quick. Oh, okay. So I have an OU jersey. Number is seven with no name on the back. I'm debating whether to put Murray on the back or have a little fun by putting Bomar. What do y'all think? Hmm. Uh, doesn't like Jaron Canick, I guess. The you could put Canick, the Just freshman say, backer. How about Mule Shoe ruined me? Can you fit that across the back since it's a Rattler jersey? <laughs> <laughs> toxic, put Toxic on the back. Number seven, Toxic environment. Toxic. Uh, huh. Combine all of the names together and put them on there. <laughs> Love the show, guys. Always look forward to it in the afternoons. Keep it up. Boomer, PS69. Nice. Oh, and I was looking. I knew why uh, there had to be a reason why Baker was so beloved as an Oklahoma quarterback. Career completion percentage for Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, 69%, Tyler. That's great. Pretty good. Yeah, that is elite. It's at least nice, but I think it's late. (laughs) (laughs) All right, quick timeout. Keep the text coming. Uh, Hanging out Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. Stay tuned. Friday on the rush, getting you ready for the spring game tomorrow in Norman at three o'clock. Spring co- spring game coverage, I should say, brought to you by Brown O'Haver. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Baker Mayfield's statue unveil is going to be tomorrow. Did you say that um, it's going to be unveiled to like a former player get together tonight? So does that mean that Baker's actually going to get to see his statue tonight instead of tomorrow? I think that's the case. I think there's like a small ceremony tonight and then obviously the big one at the spring game tomorrow. I think. Pretty sure. Hmm. Yes. All right. 
uh, more likely that we, the fans, see the statue and say, oh, yeah, yeah, kind of what I thought it would be, or, whoa, okay, that's a little bit of a surprise. I like that. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. You you think that you're asking what Baker's no? I'm asking you. Can... No, I'm asking you what's uh, most likely like the reaction of the fans. What we say when it's unveiled. Um, I think it's going to be good. I don't think that. I don't think they would move forward with it if it wasn't good. I think they'd redo it. No, no, it's no. Gotta... I, I'm just saying, like, the pose of it. Not that it's going to look bad. Uh, I'm talking about the pose of it. Are we going to see it and say, yeah, yeah, okay, they went conservative on that. I thought they might. Or, oh, that's an interesting flair that I didn't think that they, they, they'd do. I think it's going to be conservative. I think and so, too. It's going to be pretty much the only time you have a Heisman statue where – the pose is talked about as much as it is with Baker, right? Totally, man, because Kyler's um, not so much. Jay White's, it was uh, like, <laughs> yeah, because it could be so many different things. Yeah. A flag plant, a crotch grab, just normal. I, y- y- yes, yes. It's, dude, never it's been unique, a, just like him. Uh, right. So that's why, that's why I think it may, the response may be like, uh, not a letdown, but I, if you polled the Sooner fans and asked them what pose they would want, the flag plant would win by, like, it'd be probably, like, 90%. You don't think the crotch grab would get some votes? Uh, I do agree it would be the flag plant, but that one I think would get more votes than you think. Yeah. It would. No, no, it would. Here, here's the question. What would Baker if he could have anything he wants, would he rather have the flag plants, the crotch grab, or just something normal? Um, that's a that's a that's a that's a tough question to answer for for Baker. I think I think um, two years ago he probably would have wanted the flag plant. I think the current situation right now would probably have him wanting something like low-key. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, a, I think it's, a, it's, it's a unique situation for sure. Yeah, right. there's no doubt. I mean, hey, I, he was on with us Wednesday, and he was awesome. But, you know, he was very much more reserved than he was the previous time where he called out Sam Ellinger and told, basically said he's not any good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a different guy right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it totally different. It understandably, um he's got he's got big things on on the line uh for sure. But I think it's going to be a, a traditional like quarterback two hands on the ball like he's in the pocket, you know, holding the ball at the chest, looking downfield. The real question, like the only thing that I think is really maybe interesting is what's the, what's the facial hair situation yeah i think and there's like I think the there's headband be, situation i think there's going to like be at least, at least a little facial hair i think that that's going to be the like the pose is going to be very conservative but there's got to be at least a little spice on it for a baker statue you know at least like a sprinkle of it 
And if that counts as a sprinkle of spice, it'll be the, uh, the facial hair that he has, the mustache. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's say they put, like, his headband on there, right? You think they would? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. And I, Like, he always wore, like, the Jordan headband, right? But I don't think they – I think it would just be a little bit different almost. Like, maybe I guess it would be an OU one or something like that. I don't think they would brand it. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know if – the Jordan deal will ever be in jeopardy between, you know, those two parties, but that's not really something that you can redo on a statue if that happens, you know? Yeah, and it really it shouldn't matter because, like, who cares if you go a different direction with the contract your next time that's up? Like, it's still what he wore. It's representative of what he was wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that should be fine, but I don't know that they would – they would do it. They'd yeah. probably just brand it as OU or something. Text line says, I think we'll see the statue and think, yep, that's a statue of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> we'll say that one's Baker. You can tell by the six. Well, no, he's not going to have – Yeah, he'll have the six jersey on. Yeah, he will. Uh, double horns down for Baker wearing the hat. The Heisman move on the OSU player. Both fists down and screaming with en- enthusiasm pose. Admin won't let it be tacky, even if fans would love it. What yeah, if? No, what, that's the truth. What if? It's that's Baker. why they're there. They're the the administration is there to protect us from ourselves. That's <laughs> there's no doubt about that. What if? What's the outrage if it's unveiled and it's Baker in one of the Rough Rider uniforms? Um, Do people revolt. They, we don't even have to do the what if. They're, they would that would not happen. No chance. I hope not. I don't think so either, but, I mean, you never know. Hey, let's spend a ton of money on this Heisman statue and put him in a jersey that we know nobody likes. (laughs) (laughs) And the conversation around it for the next several days would be around just that. Not how awesome the ceremony was, but the jersey that the statue was wearing. Right. That's 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 controversy. I that's got that's got to be the highlight of the day tomorrow. I got to think, especially since we found out that he's speaking to the crowd. That's going to have to be it. I would think. Yep. Yep. I'm telling I you. Think so. I'm te- I told you this three times now. I think he's going to cry during the speech. I think it's going to happen. I. You may have a dramatic pause. But you're not gonna have like sniffling, crying, and broke, and like cracked voice. Come on, man. You sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's gonna be some emotion that's nah. coming out through the speakers. I think at nope. this unique time in his career and all the love that he's gonna receive, and then the realization that that statue is going in Heisman Park. It's he's gonna get to the old guy. I think we're I think we're gonna hear the emotion. No, you just have a, a couple of fireballs and a Red Bull vodka before uh, the game starts. <laughs> yeah, then that, that'll, I don't know. That makes me more emotional sometimes. Yeah, though, that's you know? true. You, you, I guess you, it could go either way, frankly, right? Could go either way. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Uh, hanging out Newcastle Casino today, I-44, exit 107. We've always got happy hour going on here uh, between uh, 3 to 6 every day. We've got... 350 domestics, $5 wells here at Newcastle Casino. Stay tuned.
final hour of the rush, getting you ready for the spring game tomorrow at 3 p.m. A reminder, 11.30 to 1.30, we'll be at Balfour of Norman on Campus Corner for our pregame show. That'll be Teddy, that'll be Toby, that'll be myself, that'll be Mike Steely. And then postgame, we'll be at Yo Pablo on Campus Corner from 5 to 7. That'll be myself alongside Travis Davidson. Special guests from former Sooner Jordan Evans and uh, maybe some other awesome guests as well. That's BV talking about Cruton. And that's another element to tomorrow's spring game. It's a big-time Cruton weekend. Parker and I have set the over-under at 0.5 for commits this weekend. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Um, hmm. Do you know how many people are on a visit? I don't know the exact number, but there's there's quite a bit, man. And uh, there's a lot of 23 kids. There's a lot of 24 kids. There's there's a there's a decent amount. Um, like how long of a how long of a time frame do we have? Is it just like has to be announced this weekend, or do we yeah, get yeah, like this to week. I'll midweek? Give you, I'll give you the whole weekend. Like they commit um, on campus this weekend. Uh, I'll take the over. You just you just went with like one point five. Well, I mean, yeah, they haven't got. Uh, they've had all these big recruiting weekends, but they haven't got any commits here recently. It's been a while since they've gotten a commit. So yeah, I think you got to put it at zero point five. Um, I'll go over. I'm gonna go over too. I'm gonna say someone pulls the trigger because I think the atmosphere is gonna be really awesome. All the former players are gonna be down there. I'm sure they'll have something to say to some of these recruits. The Baker, like it's easy to get caught up in the whole, you know, in the in the whole you know situation of what's going on. A lot of these kids, Teddy, have made several um, unofficial visits to OU, so they're already leaning OU as is. I say they get one commit this weekend, and if they do, it'll probably be a high level four star. A high level four star. What does that even mean? What do you mean? You're just like randomly throwing the star rating out of what who might recruit, yeah, or Jacoby, who might commit. J- Jacoby Johnson is four stars at a Mustang. He'd be one. Or Caden Green's a four star offensive tackle. Those are probably is the, the kid two out most of Mustang. Likely. I feel like for some reason I saw it come across my timeline. Was he at Alabama recently? Yeah, you saw a picture with him and Nick Saban. I think that was yeah. last weekend. I'd never even heard of that kid. Well, um, shows how much you've been paying attention. He's really yeah, good. Yeah, I haven't been. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, basketball player as well. Yeah. Uh, big, good-looking athlete. 6'4". Uh, was, yeah, yeah. Good ath- really good athlete. Is he a wide receiver? Uh, wide receiver DB for Mustang. So Dang. Kind of, I think he's listed as an athlete, actually. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think they'll – I think they'll we'll get one, two, maybe a handful. I don't a know. A handful? It's weird. Whoa, jeez, okay. Well, what I was about to say is I don't know. I don't know what the time frame is. It it, it feels like you're having uh, you're having kids wait longer and longer. I could be wrong on that. Maybe maybe that's not not how it works but it kind of it just feels that way yeah, for whatever I, reason I, I don't know I, I think it's more of this staff does not push for early commits you know like some others right. do and you just heard it with the clip to, to come into the segment like 
you better know what commitment looks like, and you better know what it means. Like, if you want to commit, that's great, but you better have all your visits out of the way because they're not down for getting a commitment from someone, and then they right. take three or four visits after. So you're just not going to yield a lot of early commits. And, and two, I'm sure – I mean, we feel great about the direction of the program, right? But there's a lot to be kind of seen as to what this program is going to look like with all these new coaches. Right. It's fair to assume that some of these kids want to see it before you know they commit to the program. Yep. No, I I agree, and I don't know. I think that I think with all of the stuff going on, I think there's going to be some kids that come away that whether they commit this weekend or not i i guess what i'm saying i think the weekend's going to pay huge dividends if yeah. that makes sense no, right it, yeah and like some of these recruiting weekends right they've had re- weekends that are exactly what you're talking about they haven't yielded a ton of commits but there's a lot of you know big time prospects that are yeah i feel like i'll use my leader right now or or in the top two top three yep um yep by the way before we get to some of these other spring games going on across the country I was uh, checking the softball score to see what's going on, and I scrolled upon a tweet where it said, you know, after the top of the third, going to the bottom of the third, OU's down to Iowa State 3-1. to one. I was like, dang, wait, what, huh? OU's down 3-1 to one to Iowa State in the middle of the third? And then I, like, uh, scroll up to the next tweet. It's 6-3 to three OU at the end of the third. So, there's a nice, quick little turnaround there for uh, Sooner softball. They are, yeah. uh, they are firmly in control of the game now. Not shocking. Not shocking. All right. Um, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll come back and wrap things up here from Newcastle Casino next. Stay tuned.